Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. We have weekend content, content Saturday, NBA 7 game slate today. We're going to break it down here after the massive 10-game slate on Friday night. Hopefully, you all had a good start to your weekend, good DFS weekend. PJ is going well, the XFL today, and we have a nice healthy seven-game slate in the NBA. Appreciate you all being here. Before we get into the video, if you are indeed new here, appreciate it if you hit the subscribe button on any of your favorite podcast platform that you might be listening on, and or if you can leave a YouTube subscribe button and notification bell. Reviews are also appreciated on the podcast platform. I'll preface the show by saying that, once again, we're doing the Weekend Warrior Challenge for $50 giveaway announced on Monday, reaching out to somebody who leaves a review on the podcast and subscribes. You get one entry for subscribing. You get three additional entries for leaving a review. Now, people have told me that if you're not an Apple or iPhone holder that you can't leave a review, but you can go on the desktop version. I believe you can sign in and people have had success, my own family members, at leaving all those reviews. So everybody is in the raffling. Um, You can find a way to just Google iTunes review for an Android or whatever it might be. But on the desktop version, you just make an Apple ID login and you're good to go. But either way, that is very much appreciated. I will link up the podcast page down below and then you can see the link over to iTunes or whichever other platform you want to subscribe on. I believe you can only leave a review on iTunes though. That is a $50 giveaway. Last week, only like six people did it. Um, the in a couple of people, like six people, left reviews. So one of them won, and it's pretty good. One out of six chance. Uh, if you leave a review, you pretty much are are going to win over the people who don't. So appreciate that. I also call out that I do have Patreon exclusive content today. The tiers are up. I now included rankings for the XFL for cash and GBP, ranking them by A through F. Well, if you're an F, you're probably not making the rankings, but A through D for the most part. Slows are up. They've gotten really good feedback so far. Uh, Hopefully you all have access and can check those out as well as later today, the NBA projections will be up. So thank you so much. Let's get into this video, starting with the injury news. Dwayne Dedman for Atlanta is going to be out yet again with an elbow. You had Damian Jones in the last game, pick up four personal fouls in eight minutes. I mean, that's just the guy he's fouled out within 12 and 14 minutes of play so far this year. He's a talented kid who just can't stay out of foul trouble. Um, It is somewhat sad, I guess, but you've had Bruno Fernando play 20-plus minutes in back-to-back games, start those games. John Collins picking up more minutes at the five. It does make Fernando at 3,500 at least interesting. It's just very unstable production when you're not playing big minutes, and Fernando himself is one to get into foul trouble. And if Damian Jones doesn't get into foul trouble, well, then there's even more issues for Fernando. For Boston, Kemba Walker is going to be out again. This knee injury seems like it's really limiting him at this point. Um, and, and you just get what you've been getting. You have an even more priced up Jason Tatum at 9400 as he should be. Uh, when you're just talking about with um, Kemba off the court this year, Tatum is a 1.32 fantasy point per minute producer. You're seeing him have the best month of his career without a doubt, probably the best two week stretch of his career post all-star break without a doubt. And it doesn't come with any surprise that Kemba's out of the rotation. Leads the team in usage when Kemba's off the court at 32%. Jalen Brown is number two at 26. Gordon Hayward is number three at 22%. So I think Tatum is still in play at 9,400, but not as appealing. I think $6,900 Jalen Brown looks very appealing, a 1.6x multiplier on Superdraft. And then I think Gordon Hayward, even though he hasn't been producing over the last couple of days, because in really weeks, because of this upside from Jason Tatum, if you're trying to get leverage, I think he's still in play. Andre Drummond missed last night and has missed a couple of games now with a calf injury for Cleveland. He is questionable today. Kai Bowman is not going to be with the team. He's out with an ankle. And Jordan Poole for Golden State is questionable with an ankle as well. This means they're going to be down if Jordan Poole was to miss somewhere around 50 minutes out of their backcourt. You've already had Damian Lee playing nice minutes around 30. He's been productive. I think he'll see the biggest bump here if indeed these players are ruled out. You'll have some more Toscano Anderson probably going in there at small forward as well. 
Houston, Eric Gordon missed the last game. He's questionable with the knee. The biggest bump would be to Daniel House, some to Austin Rivers. Uh, in LA, LeBron James, big news is questionable with the groin. If he's out, $4,200 Rondo still looks good. Kyle Kuzma at a cheap price point, played 29 minutes. He still looks good. Anthony Davis, of course. So the biggest news in the slate right now is LeBron James' status at questionable with the groin. Hopefully we have that before the game locks. And then Danny Green is doubtful with the hip. You can give some of those minutes to Avery Bradley. You can give some of those minutes to probably Alex Caruso um, as well. And some of the other guys, uh, KCP in that backcourt, those wings there, the endless amounts in L.A., Memphis, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark remain out. You're just going to continue to get a rotating door of them playing small with Kyle Anderson at the four, Josh Jackson getting some minutes. It's really hard to pin that down. Just a reminder that Kelly Oubre is done for the year, and Damian Lillard is still out so far this season. With no Damian Lillard on the court this year, we know what we're getting. We're getting really product high productive minutes out of CJ McConnell, or CJ um, McCollum, who is now up to 1.26 fantasy points per minute. Hassan Whiteside's at 1.17 fantasy points per minute with no uh, Lillard on the court. When you're looking at usage rates for those guys, you're getting McCollum right now at 32%. Carmelo Anthony actually at 25.2%. It's just a matter of will Carmelo take mid-teens in shots instead of single digits, and will he make more than 30% of them? If so, you're probably getting the 35 to 45 fantasy point night from Carmelo. If not, you're middling in the 30s. Marcus Aldridge will miss yet again. Last time out, $3,200 Yacopoto didn't start, and it ruined a lot of lineups. This time out, will he start? Who knows? They're facing Orlando and Vooch and Aaron Gordon, which is now a big front court that has been dominating since the All-Star break, specifically Aaron Gordon, but Vooch is holding his own. So I think Yacopoto starts here, but who knows at this point? $3,200 Yacopoto will be one of the better plays on the slate yet again if he does start and play 24-plus minutes. Uh, but the circus will start up once again because last time Trey Lyle started at the 5, and Poto just played backup minutes, and it was not great for people who played him. And he had about five minutes to change that. So no Aldridge also makes uh, DeMar DeRozan one of the best plays on the entire slate. I end up getting to a good amount of DeMar DeRozan last time out. He drops 50 plus and I will be ending up getting to uh, a good amount of DeMar DeRozan again, who is a 1.35 fantasy point per minute producer this year when you have no um, when you have no 1.37 now fantasy point per minute producer, when you have no Aldridge on the court, he sees a 33% usage rate, by far the highest on the team. Rudy Gay would be the second among probable names at 22.7% usage. Patty Mills at 22% with no uh, Aldridge on the court this year. We'll get into the early interest now. The target offense sheet, I haven't showed it a couple of people last in a couple of days. It, it just pretty much, I like showing the, the higher total games and a lot of them aren't out, especially on the weekends especially when there's just a ton of injury news to account for. So if you want to see what the target offense sheet is, it's just Vegas odds, pace, uh, defense versus position. That's always included in the Patreon projections every day if you indeed miss it on this video. So on the early interest, yesterday was the first day that we have added fantasy draft salaries and super draft multipliers. It's just a good way to kind of see the differences. But if you are here right now, you can see the logo above my head is drafters.com. Now they don't have salary caps, which is nice. So there's no need to uh, kind of compare them. There's no need to try and fit the puzzle together. They're going to have best ball leagues pretty soon. But the big thing is, is that they're like a snake draft format. It's about five to 10 minutes to do a draft. It's very quick for NBA. I would recommend waiting as late as you can into the evening so that you don't get hit with your number one pick in your first overall pick is, I don't know, Anthony Davis and he's sitting out, right? For example, this is not, he's probable today, but just for example, so check out drafters.com. I do think that it's a really cool site. And if you want a 100% deposit match up to $50, and that, that's huge. You rarely find that in the industry. Um, you can use the promo code SAL100, S-A-L-1-0-0. It gets you that deposit match. It gets you that deposit bonus. All it is is SAL100. You want to try it out for 10 bucks. You get 10 back right for free. You can play, I believe, in their $11 big contest that they have each night. All you're doing is drafting players. If you have my projections, you're set up better than probably 80% of the people on drafters um, just using the, the drafter site projections. I have found that mine are a lot better over there. But 
check out drafters.com. You can also check out my I'll link up right now, the Patreon projections for drafters, which will go nice hand in hand for that and super draft and obviously the salary cap sites as well, but just more competition on these DraftKings and fantasy drafts and Fandle, as you know. So starting with the um, just interest right now, I have 22 players listed. We'll go through them relatively quickly, but up top, Harden and Westbrook, I think they're both in play. If you could afford Harden, I prefer Harden at this point, especially when their price points are getting similar. Matching against Boston with no Kemba is actually more difficult with Marcus Smart going to play mid-30s in minutes, played 37 the last time out. Um, but Harden is still obviously completely fine. Um, it's a situation for me where these guys, if they're going to be similarly priced, it's always going to be a spot where I go to Harden. You have Westbrook being probably the more consistent guy to just drop you 45 to 55 a night. You have Harden being the guy who has the higher consistency and ceiling in 60 to 70 point range. Um, so if we're just looking at the season right now, the usage rates for these guys are so close. Harden's 37%. Westbrook's about 33.5%. Looking at fantasy points, though, is where it separates Harden at 1.65, Westbrook at 1.46. They both play somewhere around at this point 36 on a low end, 37 to 38 on average minutes a night. So trying to depict between the two of them is, I guess, a little bit difficult. If I just try and look at this though over the last two weeks, you're still seeing you're seeing a total flip here of where, um, or over the last six weeks, right before the All-Star break, it's now Westbrook as a 1.64 fantasy point per minute producer, Harden at 1.52. You're seeing players, teams trap Harden more. You're seeing Westbrook with a 3.6% higher usage rate. So on the season, it's clearly Harden. Over the last six weeks, it's starting to tilt to the point where it's pretty much becoming a toss-up. Um, I still like Harden a little bit more, but you can see both of them are interested in mine right now. Vooch, since the All-Star break, and his teammate right below him at $8,500 Gordon, I never think I would have interest, but they're both just playing fantastic. Vooch is getting consistent 33 to 34 minutes in close games. I don't know if this game stays close, but no Aldridge to account for. He's going to have Jacopoto as his most difficult matchup. And now you have Aaron Gordon below him at 8500 who, if I just read off some of the, the totals of Aaron Gordon uh, since the All-Star break, since he got robbed the dunk contest by um, Dwayne Wade, he's been unreal. And, and the big part is minutes. I mean, his minutes since the All-Star break have been 35, 41, 41, and 41. In those performances, 42 fantasy points, 53, 57, and 56. He's had three straight games of 53 and a half or more fantasy points. He's played 41 minutes in all of those games. Now, his matchups have been relatively easy. Brooklyn, Atlanta, Minnesota. He's starting at the four. He has a nice matchup yet again against San Antonio. Will he face Trey Lyles and Lonnie Walker and Rudy Gay. 8500 is a crazy price point, though, especially when you consider that coming out of the All-Star break, he was relatively seemingly overpriced at 7300 So uh, he is still expensive. He's a GPP-only play for me. But if you told me, I'm not going to project him for 40 minutes, but if I project him for 37 or 38 minutes, he's going to look good. If I project him for 40 or 41 like he's been getting, he's going to look fantastic. He's been around a 1.15 fantasy point per minute guy over the last month. Next two guys up are two more teammates, DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. I prefer Ayton more. They have the same multiplier in Superdraft. Uh, Booker, you're getting a slight discount as well in Fantasy Draft, but I prefer Ayton more across the board. If I'm ever picked to choose between centers and guards, I'll always be picking centers if I think they're pretty equal, just because centers on average score more fantasy points than guards. Just makes sense. They have easier opportunities for their double-double bonus on DraftKings. They have easier opportunities for blocks, which is a bigger uptick in peripheral stats um, and just opportunities for easier basket opportunities closer to the rim. So said the word opportunities a lot there. Apologize for that. But yeah, eight and over Booker for me, but I think they're both in play. DeMar DeRozan, 1.37 fantasy points per minute in a large sample without Aldridge on the court this season. Just give me that at 7,600. Stands out a lot. He almost makes the next guy up in Spencer Dimity look worse. Now, Dimity's price point drops $500, even though he had the best night he's had in a while. The salaries were already out last night before he um, went off, but I think it's just a small sample. Him and Levert are still um, kind of neck and neck for who has that good game. They're really cutting into each other. Levert, though, is priced in the 8K range, so I'll still prefer Dimity. 
Gordon Hayward, if you're looking at game logs, he's probably not going to go owned, especially in a range around the Rosen and Dimini, who just had a nice night. But I still think Gordon Hayward has this 50-point ceiling in him. And now you have a matchup where he's facing Houston. He will stay on the court. There can be times in this game where he's actually playing the five. I think Hayward's in a very interesting spot tonight. You always have a lot of people roster a high-priced Tatum who's been doing good. That's fine. I'd rather get up to the Westbrook and Hardens here. You want to see people Westbrook roster the next guy in Jalen Brown, who I think is completely fine. I have a lot of interest in him at still a cheap $6,900 price tag. Gordon Hayward, because of his past recent results, is going to acquire a lot of recency bias and be unowned. Now, does that mean he's an automatic slam dunk play? No, but if you're telling me that Gordon Hayward's minutes since the All-Star break right now have been 38-40, 31 where he picked up, um, where he picked, where was a blowout with 12 minutes and he ended up losing the last three minutes, three and a half, four. So let's just say 38, 40, 35, and 36. If I project Gordon Hayward for 36 minutes today against Houston, he will project out much better than the 21 and 19 fantasy points he scored the last two times out. Last time out, he shot 33% from the field. The time before that, he just had a lack of peripherals, um, ended up only having seven rebounds and assists, no steals and blocks, only shot seven times, which more times than I, he's going to shoot way more than seven. His average shot attempts on the year are somewhere around 14. With Kemba Walker out, they're going to get up a little bit more. So I think Hayward is one of the sneakier mid-range options on the slate. GPP really only play. Jalen Brown's great at 6,900, second on the team in usage, uh, 1.05 to 1.1 fantasy point per minute guy since Kemba's been out. You want to sound tune this? It's all about the minutes. He's really cheap at 6,400. Um, it's a tougher matchup against the Lakers where they will be big for the full 48 minutes or so, but Joe Bell 6,400. Um, it is a spot where they have Dwight Howard. They have McGee probably going to be playing around 36 of their minutes at center. So there are more traditional centers in there. Seems like a nice spot for Joe Bell to plot a little bit at 6,400. Colin Sexton at 6,200. Just give me Joe Bell if you're going to project him for 27 to 28 or more minutes. But Sexton, 33 minutes. He's been very good over the last month right now. Tougher matchup against Indy, though, but I do think 6,200 is a fair price point. Carmelo Anthony, I said it during the injuries, he's going to he's going to see good usage, 26%. He should see 33 to 34 minutes, if not more, in a close game. He has a fine matchup against Atlanta tonight. 5,700 looks good. It's always going to look good. It literally comes down to, does Carmelo shoot eight times, or does he shoot 15 times, and does he shoot 30% from the field, or does he shoot 50% from the field? That's it. And he's a power forward, so he should have easier shot attempts. The problem is Carmelo only shoots mid-range jumpers, doesn't drive at all, and does not shoot from three at this point in his career. So he is the most variant player at this price point. Again, if he's shooting 15 times, and even if he's shooting 30% from the field when he's shooting 15 times, he's probably going to score you around 30 fantasy points. If he's shooting eight times and even shooting half decent to bad, he's probably going to score you in the 20s. If he's shooting 15 times and shooting above average, he's going to score you closer to 40. That's it. He's scoring dependent. There's not much more there. Maybe you get lucky and pick up a peripheral. It's one of the best matchups he can have. He's still in play. Terrence Ross, I'm, I'm sad that he just went off for a 50-burger because I continue to play him had a small dose in GPPs when he's unowned, but he keeps playing 28 to 30 minutes. I have met 29 so far today. He's 5,400 against San Antonio. It's just going to be a nice pace and offensive spot for him, scoring dependent once again, though. Marquise Chris, if he's not in foul trouble against Phoenix, should play somewhere around 25 minutes, maybe even a little bit more. That stands out as probably the best option for him is on fantasy draft. Um, the 1.65 multiplier on Super Jeff is interesting, though. He does have a ceiling in him. I'll also point out that Jalen Brown's 1.6x multiplier is probably the best play for Jalen Brown on the entire slate today on any slate. Miles Turner, always okay at 5'3". Damian Lee, I like a lot here. 1.7x multiplier on Super Draft is eh, meh, but $5,300 on DraftKings, 10.5 on Fantasy Draft. You have no Kai Bowman. There's about 20 minutes gone out of the rotation. Potentially no Jordan Poole. There's about 32 minutes gone. But either way, Lee's been playing 30 minutes even with Poole in there and Bowman. He's been playing really well. And now you might see an uptick of 32 to 34 minutes for this guy if Jordan Poole's out. And he's a guy who is not afraid to shoot. He's a guy who thrives off the pick and roll, which is what they've really been doing out there. The big reason why was that's really all D'Lo would score off of D'Angelo Russell when he was there. 
So I do think he's probably going to be the number one scorer on this team uh, today, regardless of if Damian Lee is in or out. And it's a nice matchup against Phoenix. Dylan Brooks is playing huge minutes of 5,200. They're playing a smaller lineup. He's staying out there more. I have a lot of interest in him at 5,200 and his teammate, DeAnthony Melton, who's starting and playing more minutes. Um, if he played 26 in the last one, if I give him 23 minutes, he'll pop off at 55, 4,500, even at a point per minute production. Really tough matchup against the Lakers today, but these guys are still too cheap. Daniel Tice at 4,900. If he stays out of foul trouble and the game stays close here, he'll play 26 to 28. The issue for him is, but it's a, it's a major issue, Robert Williams is back today. So he's been out for a while. Robert Williams is probably a center that uh, is is more traditional. If you get to play Daniel Tice off the course, court, you can get to maybe more minutes for Robert Williams, not as many for Cantor though. Um, so Houston, they play small. Uh, I think that favors the most Gordon Hayward if they wanted to play small here. Hayward at the five, they've done that before in the past. Uh, I think it hurts Tice the most, but he's still cheap enough to take some shots in GPP. And then the San Antonio guys to end the show here. Rudy Gay, 3,300, should play 20 minutes or so at the four. Uh, Jakob Poto, 3,200. Do I have 100% confidence in him starting? No. Um, do I think it's 50-50? Honestly, I would lean that it's a little bit higher against a bigger Orlando team. Starting Trey, Trey Lyles and Lonnie Walker against Orlando is a death sentence. If that's the case, if it's Trey Lyles and Lonnie Walker starting, then go ahead and have a lot more interest in Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon. So I think you might get a, a Lonnie Walker or you might get a Trey Lyles at the four slash Rudy Gay at the four and Jacopo at the five. I think I'm going to project it that way and give Jacopo 28 minutes and he'll pop off as a really solid option. Tough matchup, of course, but 28 minutes for a guy who should average around a fantasy point per minute at 3,200 for a center. Hard to ignore. Will he start? We'll find out at probably around 8.20 like we did last time. But this game starts at 8.30. That's the sad part. The slate actually locks at 7.30 though. So you're going to have about four games kickoff before this one starts. That's what makes it a little bit interesting, a little bit risky. But with that being said, thank you for tuning in. If you want to enter the $50 raffle for the podcast giveaway, just head down below to my podcast page. Once you're there, you'll see the little logos for each of these sites. If you're on mobile and you're on an Android, you won't be able to leave a review on iTunes, but if you go on a desktop version, you will. Once you're on the iTunes platform in the store, just scroll down a little bit and then you'll have the option to leave a review once you get to the Sound Vetry show. So appreciate you tuning in. You can check out drafters.com. I really urge you to just sign up, put in 10 bucks, see what you like about it. Use the promo code SAL100 to get a $10 back, a little bonus side on there. Some of the other sites we talked about on the show, we compare Fantasy Draft, we compare Super Draft. I'll link those up down below. If you want to check out Fantasy Draft's lobby, if you want to check out Super Draft, you also get a $10 bonus if you use the link that I provide below. Um, so you can check that out. The promo code for Super Draft is SAL, S-A-L, one word. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a great start to your weekend. Best of luck on this slate. Hopefully your PGA and XFL also go well. See you, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.